uh, I went for the screen test and and uh, the director said you're a shit actress <laughs> and I just I just couldn't take that I I said what no I mean I I really love this job and okay then I said please 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 give me one more chance and I'm going to come back tomorrow Honestly, CD, I had no idea what I was going to do different tomorrow. Wow. But I just had four, the two or three pages with me. I went back home and I put in every minute I had till tomorrow to repeat, 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 repeat. And I didn't eat. I didn't sleep. My mother thought I was going crazy. She was worried, sick. She said, forget about this movie. It's no big deal. You're a good actress. You, should, you don't have to get this movie. You know, just don't go crazy like this. But I said, no, Ma, I have to give my 200%. Not 100%, but 200%. And, and so I just went, um, I just took as much as I could, took all that in. And next day when I went and performed, he said, Manisha, if you were zero yesterday, you are 100 today. Most of us never learned how to train our brains, which is why most of us needlessly settle, struggle, and worse, suffer. My name is Chris Doris, and I want to make brain training mainstream. This is my series, Tough Talks, Conversations on Mental Toughness. I'm interviewing badasses from all walks of life on what mental toughness means to them and their unique approaches to strengthening their minds. Hey everyone, welcome back to Tough Talks Conversations on Mental Toughness. I am your host, Chris Doris. And if you're not getting my daily dose mental toughness tips in 30 seconds or less delivered every morning around 6 a.m. wherever you are on the planet, and if you're not getting notified of my blog posts that go live every Tuesday, and if you're not getting notifications of these new Tough Talks podcast episodes, then please let's let's address that, shall we? By going to ChristopherDoris.com backslash lists, L-I-S-T-S, ChristopherDoris.com backslash list, name, email, click, and you get all the goodies. Now, our guest today is a very special guest, is a very special person in my world, a dear friend that I've known for uh, over a decade who has changed my life. Um, I, I've done uh, a lot of personal development work in my life, and um, our guest, her name is Manisha Koyarala. She introduced me to a place called the Oneness University in, in southern uh, India, outside of Chennai. And, uh, and, it's, and it's changed my life. Of all the work that I've ever done, that is uh, the most profound. And that's a big statement. So now, let me read you a little bit about Manisha, if you don't know. Manisha Koirala is one of India's leading film actors, born into the prominent Koirala family of Nepal, she made her Bollywood debut with Saudagar in 1991 before going on to establish herself as one of the leading actresses with films such as 1942, A Love Story, A Kelly Whom, A Kelly Tomb, Bombay, um, Dilse Company. She took a break from acting in 2012 and returned five years later with the coming of age drama uh, Dear Maya, Netflix Lust Stories and Sanju. Well, the reason she took a break from acting, it doesn't say it in here, is because she got diagnosed with cancer and almost died. She was appointed the Goodwill Ambassador for the United Nations Population Fund in 1999 and again in 2015 and was involved in the relief work following the Nepal earthquake in 2015. 
She promotes causes such as women's rights, prevention of violence against women, prevention of human trafficking, and cancer awareness. She was diagnosed with ovarian cancer in 2012, has been cancer-free since 2019. This is her book, Healed, How Cancer Gave Me a New Life. Isn't that great? How Cancer Gave Me a New Life. So you know, oh, I love mantras, and the mantra, the mantra uh, that I feel is particularly relevant here is every set of circumstances can be created from if viewed masterfully. Well, Manisha didn't just survive from uh, stage four ovarian cancer, which by the way is less than 5% chance. Um, she is capitalized. She has leveraged, she has created from, she has done the work that most people will never do, which is deep introspective, personal development and spiritual healing work uh, as a result of this whole experience and now has reinvented herself in a way that is purely courageous because it is, you know, I'm not a famous person and I appreciate how, how much harder it would be for me if I was to, to write a book about like all my vulnerabilities. And she does that, which I think is nothing short of absolutely spectacularly beautiful, courageous, and inspiring. So I am so pleased to be able to share with you, my dear friend, Manisha Karla. Let's go find her and have a great conversation, shall we? Here she is, the one and only Miss Manisha Karla. My goodness, I've been waiting for this interview for so long. Thank you so much, my friend, for making time for this. And I know it's so late over there. We're a world apart. So it took some doing to get this scheduled. Absolutely. And, and it's pleasure is all mine, uh, CD. Uh, I love, love, love talking to you. Um, so thank you for having me. Well, you are, see, the whole reason I do this podcast, Tough Talks, is, be, and you're such a perfect guest for the show. Uh, it's because I, I, it's a gift. It really, it's truly, it's a gift, right, to, to people, right? And as you know, you know my history. So you know that uh, one of the things that's most important to me is to inspire people to, well, not settle. Right. We could have had this interview without you having had and conquered ovarian cancer and still had plenty to say about not settling. But we have a lot more now to say about not, not just not settling, but not struggling or powering through struggle and not suffering unnecessarily. So, you know, the Tough Talks podcast exists to give people inspiration, right? And, uh, and you are precisely that. So for the, the two people in the world that actually don't know who you are, who might be listening to this, um, now say you're, like your, your people are listening and watching and go, wait, wait, did he just say people? There's actually someone in the world that doesn't know who she is? So um, Manisha is a dear friend of mine, and Manisha is uh, one of the most uh, accomplished actors from um, Bollywood and, and globally, uh, not just Bollywood now. So um, what I want to speak with you about today is this, is your incredible, not just the book, the story. So for those of you listening on audio and podcast version, I'm holding up her book, which is entitled Healed, How Cancer Gave Me a New Life. And you're co-written with uh, Neelam Kumar, who, by the way, I just want to give some props to. I don't know Neelam, but um, props to Neelam for, you know, the assistance that you got. Um, hmm? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that. Yeah. Look, this, you know, the, you have done, you, you guys have done a phenomenal job of capturing this story. So you were diagnosed 
with stage, well, actually you were diagnosed with stage three, but you had stage four, late right. stage ovarian cancer. Right. Only 19% of people who are given that diagnosis live or survive. Right. You were one of those 19%, right? And it wasn't without a lot of suffering and a lot of support. And, right. and apparently a lot of note-taking because I tell you, <laughs> you tell this story in details. I mean, I, there's so many questions that we'll, we just, we can't get to from like Zakia, Zakia, wonderful Zakia, you know, mm -hmm. and, and the jacket and her say, just give it back to me when you're done. And, and that uh, the Maori healers, like I have goosebumps as I'm talking about these Maori healers who just so people know in case we don't get to it, like back in the day, you were... I don't even know why, but you had these Maori healers at your house or something, and they were doing some ritual. And one of them said, oh, we got an issue over there. She was holding her hands over your body and said, hold on, we got an issue. Called the other one over and they're like, yeah. What did they say? They said, your, your ovaries are red hot. And this is long before your diagnosis, right? Yeah, almost six, seven months back. That's, a, that's amazing. And that's a, that's a topic. I don't know if we'll get to it, but that, I mean, that's an amazing thing. Is like, how do these humans know that something's up? What are they, I mean, that's like, that's mind body. That's amazing stuff, but maybe we'll get to that. What I was hoping we could do is uh, because you do such an excellent job articulating the story in the book, and it's most of the book, it's actually more than half of the story of the cancer, the diagnosis, all the world travel, the healing at Sloan Kettering, the amazing doctors, all your suffering, chemo, all that, finally getting the announcement that you're cancer free. And then the rest of the book, and this is what really hit me hard, der, harder, was how you have chosen since then to be. Who and how you have chosen to be. So then the rest of the book now, of course, you know, a place that you went to do some the deepest uh, introspection and deep spiritual growth. And you know, I, this place matters to me. Look, I got the picture of my here. I decided to steal this place, which is a little weird. I stole it from like the most spiritual place in the world, a thief. Yeah. I'm out in bad yeah. yeah. So, you know, you know, you know. Better than anybody, anyone, how, how meaningful that place is. You are the one that uh, turned me on to oneness. And of all the work I've ever done in my life, that continues to be the most profound of anything. So I, I love that you included, you were there for a long time. You went back. Now you've been to oneness tons of times. Right. This was the longest stay? Yes. All right. By far. By far, right? Like months, May, June, July, August, September. So, so we'll get to that because I think that is like, you know, there's so many gifts like my pledge to the audience here i'm gonna shut up in a, in a second i swear to god i'm gonna let my guests talk at some point um is that everybody gets to walk away with something concrete that they can do and you wrap the book up with precisely that like 15 things nine of them for everyone six more specifically uh for women that i also i mean I, that i found perfectly useful and valuable to me as well so we'll get to that stuff so can you take us through just a tiny bit of your unbelievably unusual life and then uh, like a snop-sized version of your cancer story, but then let's dive deep on the rest, which is how you've chosen to be and who you've cho chosen to be and what you recommend for people uh, because of your experience. How's that sound? Sounds great. Sounds great. 
right, so tell us about you. So, um, well, CD, that um, I am uh, an Indian film actress and uh, been working for the last 30 years in, in the cinemas. And uh, I think um, I'm a little short on 100 movies, <laughs> so 90 plus movies and um, um, so stuff like that. And I've worked, I've had a fairly uh, an exciting, good career. And, and uh, but also I think I, what I've written in the book um, and I've not really touched too much uh, of that part is about my Bollywood life. And, and maybe someday I'll write a book. Uh, maybe not, I'll just see. But basically uh, <laughs> acting in movies and then, um, well, um, had a troublesome personal space, personal equations, had cancer, cancer also of the last stage um, and uh, not great prognosis, not, not great this thing, but luckily it's been like eight, nine years now and I'm cancer free and I'm healthy and I'm living and I'm, I think every day I live with the gratitude that I'm alive that I can breathe, that I can enjoy this life. And uh, yeah, I get to do great work. Uh, I still uh, get to act. I, I think life's been very kind to me. Life's been very, very kind to me. But it's been like a really uh, huge roller coaster ride. Some, some big highs and equally big lows so, yeah, you, know, you have. Okay, so I'll, t I'll accept from you that you are fortunate. Mm -hmm. But I will not. You didn't say this, but I'm not. I wouldn't, if you did, I wouldn't accept it. That um, that is the reason for your success. No. You are someone that, in my experience, is not very um, inhibited to ask for what they want. That's true. And that's very powerful. <laughs> that's true. You, you, you mentioned it many times in the book that you are confident and impatient. <laughs> yep. And that's, that's yep. perfectly accurate. I used to be. I used to be. I mean, I mean there's, there, there's been changes in me. <laughs> so. Hopefully you lose the confident part, right? <laughs> you learned patience. It sounds like you did. Like, you know, I mean, if you can work in solitude. I am. I'm focused. Mm. I'm I'm driven. I'm focused, and uh, I feel every human being. Uh, in fact, in the first, the, this book is dedicated to every human being, and and that I feel truly that we have this potential in us, which we don't recognize that we have. I think everybody uh, can achieve their dream. So I, I have that feel, uh, the willpower, the drive, uh, the focus to go for what I want. Yes, I think right. it was your first, what was your very first film? The very first one. Okay, I did a Nepali film. My first ever film was a Nepali film. Um, and that was a fluke. And, and during that film, I realized that I must... Uh, get into Bollywood because that is a much bigger uh, film industry and, and 
I oh, went to Mumbai. And, yeah, yeah. The first, yeah, the first one there. What was the first? Because there's a story that I want you to tell because it's it, it's huge. It, it really stood out for me. Uh, was it the first Bollywood movie? What was that one? The Bollywood movie, um, the first Bollywood movie was Saudagar. Okay, that's it. So you were, yeah. I don't know if you were auditioning, but the guy, I don't know if it was a director, but someone in charge had a you, Oh, that, that's my third, third, third pop film. Oh, yeah. And oh, that's, that's, that's a good story because um, um, this is uh, 1942, a love story where the film was being made and and the director was doing everybody's uh, all the top uh, actresses uh, screen tests okay. and um, i went for the screen test and and uh, the director said you're a shit actress <laughs> and i just i just couldn't take that i i said what no i mean i i really love this job and Okay, then I said, please, 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 please give me one more chance and I'm gonna come back tomorrow. Honestly, CD, I had no idea what I was going to do different tomorrow. Ah. But I just had four, the two or three pages with me. I went back home and I put in every minute I had till tomorrow to repeat 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 and i didn't eat i didn't sleep my mother thought i was going crazy she was worried sick she said forget about this movie it's no big deal you're a good actress you should you don't have to get this movie you know just don't go crazy like this but i said no ma i have to give my 200 percent not 100 but 200 percent and and so i just went um i just took as much as i could took all that in. And next day when I went and performed, he said, Manisha, if you were zero yesterday, you are hundred today. So. Yeah. And the rest is history as they say. But what, you know, the thing that I love most about that story, and I think that is a real takeaway. So I want to slow it down for folks. Is that, is when you just said, I had no idea what I was going to do differently tomorrow. I mean, I, yep. begged, for, I begged for the opportunity to have a do over without knowing what the hell I was going to do differently. Right. That is amazing. Okay. Because now see, that's, that's a big takeaway, right? Because that's like, okay, I know I want this. I cannot see how I've already just been given some really bad feedback, right? But, I mean, pretty harsh. You are a shit actor. Okay. It doesn't get a whole lot <laughs> of that. And, but then you, you just know, I don't care. I want, this is me not getting what I want. I want to get what I want. I want to create this. So just give me another chance. Oh, what are you going to do differently? I, I, I don't, I'll let you know later. And then go figure it out. And that's, that's, I don't I mean, that's a confidence of another level that I think we would all benefit from. Right. Because, because one of the things that I believe that we've all learned the conditioning of our past as Bagwan would say that we need to free ourselves from is needing to know how before we can declare that. Right need to know how or am I qualified am I ready to say no I want this let's go for it and then we'll figure it out and you do so that's cool I love that story there's another story that stood out for me that I thought was fascinating but it was a small one but but not not small small because it didn't take up a lot of the pages but huge to me which is when after your surgery you had all these staples 
they cut you open. Right. And, I mean, wide open, you know, because the cancer was all over the place. Your doctor, uh, Chi. Right. Did like heavenly work. <laughs> Your doctor sounds so amazing. I, I, I would like to meet them. They just sound like a bunch of angels. And uh, I guess that's why Sloan Kettering is Sloan Kettering. So um, you were having your staples removed and you were freaking out. I mean, you've been through so much shit anyway. So now this, you're like, ow, 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 right? And, and mm -hmm. the nurse who was silent. Well, can you tell the story? Yeah, I mean, that's an, that's an amazing incident. First of all, you know, to, I'm, I'm saying it lightly, but to see myself, you know, after when I could go into the bathroom and to take shower or to, you know, wipe myself off. And for the first time when I saw myself stapled, you know, all the way, I just, I almost going to fall down. I just couldn't visualize, see, I have never seen something like that ever in my life. And I was so scared. Anyways, uh, after I got over the shock, uh, the time had come for the nurses to clip it off. I, I'm not used to that. I've, you know, never had major surgery, so I really had no idea. Yeah. So she yeah. was going on clip, 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 and then I, with each clip, I was shivering, and I was, you know, I was like really quivering and shivering and uh, making sounds and and she she looked at me and she she said that's should that should be the least of your worry and what is inside your stomach is more worrisome than than this didn't and, she, and didn't she say um, okay so she had been silent I have this I, I marked this I put a lot, I made some notes here <laughs> Uh, so each time, you say, each time she snipped with her steel pinchers, I yelped loudly. She had not spoken until then, but now she did. She stopped mid-snip, looked me straight in the eye, her blue ones locking with my brown ones, and asked, is it really hurting or are you just scared? Ah, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, yes. Sorry, sorry. Yes. And she, 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 yeah, and and that kind of compelled me to actually pause. Yeah, yeah. And, and is it really hurting me, or I'm just scared? Yeah, yeah. I thought that was. And it was, it was the fear. You were because of the sound, like because of, of of the visual. You know, I assumed it must be paining me. And when she looked at me and she said that, is it really hurting? And I said, actually, no. <laughs> <laughs> now, the story previously, which I told you, was that um, there were holes in my stomach. Yes. And, I, and that, uh, you know... Um, I used to be really, really scared of, and I used to say, will it heal, blah, blah, blah. And then, and then the nurse kind of turned around and said, you know, that you, you shouldn't be worried about these small little things. You have a bigger problem inside. So, yeah. Well, that doesn't sound very encouraging. Am I understanding that correctly? No, you know, the thing is, 
they are they are they would they are trained to be realistic and 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 train the patient to focus on the right thing rather than you know just because it's such a that phase every human being is lost and i think people who know like doctors and nurses who treat patient day in and day out um they kindly um i mean help the patient to navigate you know so i i wouldn't mind that i wouldn't mind that because i think she was trying to tell me be realistic you know yeah so you uh you you beat it but but it wasn't straight away it wasn't like your surgery's over and you're fine it took right. it took what like two years really before you were no uh, normally the thing is uh, in cancer uh, and especially late stage cancer apparently for three years there are 90% of chances that it comes back wow. and um, so you know, I didn't know this so I, I when I was cancer free I you know was super happy blah 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 and uh, when I went to Dr. Chi and he said uh, um, doc how long so will I be cured one day he said he really looked at me and he wasn't sure you know uh, what to say to me yeah. and you know so I said okay how, after how many years normally in in uh, earlier cancers uh, five years, if you're cancer-free, you're considered, cancer, you know, um, uh, cured. So I said, okay, after five years, he said, look, Manisha, first of all, three years, there are uh, chances of 90% chances of it to come back. And then because you've had late stage cancer, uh, uh, five years is not, not something, it, it's, it doesn't work for you. I said, okay, then how long? Like six years? seven years. And I, he kept on looking at me. I said, oh, 10 years? <laughs> he saw, he's laughed out. He said, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think by 10 years, you, you could be considered. Uh, so he didn't believe that I was driving him to say that I'm, doc, I'm going to get cured. You know, no matter how long it's going to take, yeah. I'll be cured. And you watch me, I'll be cured. So it's, it's, um, he just laughed and he couldn't believe this, this crazy patient of his. <laughs> well, maybe he believed uh, more. But, I mean, if I was a doctor, I'd be careful about that too. But um, I certainly would, if I was a doctor, want to inspire hope in the most effective way that I could. But you maybe didn't need that as much as sometimes you say in the book, because you're one of the most confident people I've ever uh, known. Now, you've, you've, you've conquered it. You, you, have all, you, all, you also studied the hell out of your condition, out of cancer in general, but health and wellness. And you have right. really made some profound lifestyle changes. Right. I understand you are not a physician, but you can make the argument that if you're one of 19% that beats this, then you kind of are a healer. So those are my words, not yours. Right. Okay. But uh, what, what are a couple things... Well, no, not a couple, because actually there's nine. <laughs> there's, and I'll go right to the page. You know, just some of the things, and I'm not asking you to quote yourself from the book. I'll, I can read it all right here. But uh, what are some things that you've learned? Like, all right, let's just, let's go with this for first, immunity. What are some things you've learned that we should all be doing, or at least conscious of, in order to boost our immune systems? 
So basically, um, they're, 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 uh, what I have understood uh, about health uh, is that uh, our bodies are not just the physical body. It's emotional, mental, and physical, and, and of course, spiritual. So it's, it's uh, you know, all these aspects of our being is important. It's, it needs to be in balance. And any of it uh, goes off the mark, off the balance. It's it's bound to show it in the physical form. Oh. So um, um, some people can go through a lot of things, and I mean, and they if they're strong and in in the centered, you know, nothing would happen to them. You know, so you know what I want to. I'm sorry. You have to go. It's, 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 um, of course, like a uh, physical body is important. So you need to eat right. You need to, you know, hydrate, you need to sleep well, blah, blah, exercise and all that. But emotional health uh, is equally, equally important. And, and your mental health is, is equally important. And, and what I've also understood is in, um, like in spirituality, in, in spiritual worlds, I pray every night now, you know, and, and I went in the book, there is that I went to Oneness University and, and uh, really needed to get some anchoring and emotional, spiritual in, uh, anchoring. And I, I got that and I move with that now. I don't go to Oneness anymore, but uh, the teaching is with me still. So, um, and one can find that in whichever form. One doesn't have to go to a spiritual school. Um, but you figure out something you know, that you connect to uh, more than yourself, you know. So in the chapter entitled Chapter 19, Cancer is My Gift, the, the quotes you chose are great, by the way, to start all the chapters. I love that. Uh, so you've got nine suggestions here of um, some big lessons that, that you learned along the way. And uh, is this, you know, let's, let's back it up a step. I, would, I wanna ask you about that, but, I, but you mentioned one this, and I, I don't, I mean, just in the beginning of the interview, I just referenced it real quickly, but for people that don't know what that place is, what, what, what is this, this place we're referring to as one, this where you went, having gone many times before, I was there once, and had a life-altering experience. I promise it's true. That was, I don't even know how many years. It's over a decade. And I promise that it is true. I've told you this before, and it's still true. And I anticipate it will remain true forever. There's not a day that goes by where I am not conscious of something I learned in that. And it was only one week experience that I had. So, so can you tell us about Oneness University? And why did you go from May through May, June, July, August, and September? Yeah, it's, it's basically, I, I realized at that particular time that uh, there were certain aspects of me which, which still wasn't corrected or which still wasn't uh, really healthy for my, my being. So um, I went that to, you know, understand, dig deep, understand and get something out of the situation. 
and I decided to just stay on and I said, okay, I'm going to take as long as it takes, you know, I don't know how long, six months, one year, two years, I was ready, but I needed to get healed. I just could not uh, live in ignorance anymore. You know, I mean, I just couldn't do um, damage to myself or, 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 or live uh, with, uh, with that. So I went and, um, and this time, um, because I actually had no other thing in my in agenda, but to really live consciously, be conscious human being and, and choose wisely and, and don't get, be a victim of a situation rather than see if there is some programming which is really not healthy and 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 work on that and um so that that was the whole process for me you know that that part i'm looking for it. i know i've marked it but i what the hell good is having 50 pieces of post-its in here we don't know what they mean because I, I didn't label them all <laughs> i got too excited that's <laughs> post-its in there like that's a good page that's a good page <laughs> but but in all seriousness <clears throat> Uh, what really, really moved me reading this book towards the end is when, when you were talking about like, why do I need to go to oneness? Why is it that I'm even going the intention behind? You just touched on it. And you were, you were taking the hard look inside. Yes. That most people probably never do. Like, like, the, like, right. the, like the no bullshit. What, how am I showing up? Who am I being? And this is so... So I was reading this and I couldn't, I was in, you know, when you get in rapture and you forget that you're reading and you're in it, you know, and then time just goes and you don't know because you're so engulfed. What, what I was experiencing was your willingness, your, the courage that you demonstrated to be totally vulnerable and transparent as, as like a recognized famous person. That's yes. a lot of courage. So I, I want to I want to point that out and acknowledge you big time, big time, because there's there's a difference between somebody, you know, like me who nobody in the world knows of, doing the hard work. Well, that's solitary. Here you are going. Here I am. Yeah, here's me, and I'm writing about it and I'm sharing it proudly. So, my favorite, my favorite of all your performances. <laughs> well, so um, I needed to be honest and authentic for my sake as well, because um, I wanted to live. Um, I, this was a new, new me, and and I really, um, it it it's something that I wanted to honor my living, and for that I needed to be authentic. Can you uh, give us little snippets here, right? As we as we wrap up, as we get closer to wrapping up here, here are some of the, the things that like the gifts, right? The gifts, and that's what this all is healed. How cancer gave me a new life. Okay, tell us about. And we don't need to wax on forever about these things, but you just listed like nine things that are for all people that obviously stood out for you, uh, and as learning from the process, learning from the process, and doing the work that it takes. You did. And you did the work. Live mindfully in the here and now. Okay, so what does that mean? I know a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, I hear that. What's that mean? Basically, it's it's just being present. 
and 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 uh, you know i'm a human being and so is everybody and we kind of tend to go into our heads and 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 suffer that but if we are present if if we are aware about you know a lot of our problems are actually here not not in actuality <laughs> love that i love that <laughs> like the at the stables ow seriously no yeah i'm responding i'm responding to the pain that i was anticipating <laughs> so i could see that her go seriously and you go yeah you know no <laughs> You know, gratitude, you know, I'm big on like high grade states and emotions. And you talk about the attitude of gratitude. And that's one of my favorite ones, right? So uh, mm -hmm. why is that? Why is that relative or relevant rather in your experience here? I, I feel whatever you give attention to, it multiplies. And, and oh. we tend to complain a lot. We tend to, uh, you know, it's a, such a weird sense of getting security by complaining so that if that gets corrected, my life will be perfect. And, and that's why we complain. And, and we, are, um, we are fooling ourselves by trying to make our lives go perfect by complaining about things that is not working. But we actually start looking at things which is working for us. Mm. We... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a new world. It's, you, you know, it just click, you know, oh, that's working for me. That's working for me. This, this is gorgeous. And, and this whole life is magical. It's beautiful. It's, it's so many things that is right in our life. And maybe one thing that is, doesn't work, we, we pick that up and we complain about that. So having a new eye to look at life well that's powerful what, what we give what we what is it what you think about you bring about right where energy flows where attention goes energy flows what you think about you bring about all that um do you know that i'm a big fan of osho yeah i know okay. his was the the mustard seed but this is back when he was had a longer name Sri <laughs> Rajneesh. Uh, it was the first spiritual book I, I ever was given. And, um, and you mentioned something that actually is from him. I learned it from him. And, and I'd love for you to comment on it. And then we'll, then we'll wrap it up. So I know it's late as hell over there. Uh, and it's the thing, distinction between loneliness and aloneness. Can you talk to that? That is a big one for me. Yeah. <laughs> Because, um, you know, uh, I, I uh, used to feel lonely a lot mm -hmm. because I, you know, I grew up in a joint family, not much uh, that parental uh, attention. Um, and then I was working and living in Mumbai alone. And, and, and so I guess... Uh, a loneliness was haunting me and was, was like a shadow, you know, and I used to feel trapped with that. And to get out of that, you know, I, I did, you know, what we human beings tend to do. And, and um, that would multiply my loneliness. <laughs> but 
you know the whole this is a fine line you know and and it's again in oneness um and having company like yourself uh i also realize <laughs> you know aloneness all oneness oh, oh, yes okay. yeah i remember you uh yeah you're you're big teacher uh cd you've taught me many many things and and thank you for that you know Beautiful. so many times in you know, a great great uh, whenever i'm in trouble i call you and I love uh, thank you it. i love that that's, <laughs> that's fine thank you for being there you know uh, and i always will be you know it so yeah osho uh, said uh, loneliness is the absence of the other aloneness is the presence of one's self and you my friend have been doing the amazing work of uh reconnecting with self and, and acknowledging you even talk you even dropped some quantum physics in here you, you went there you went there <laughs> talking about interconnectedness of all things. I'm like, you get it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're gonna wrap it up. This has been amazing. What's next? What what can we expect to see from the great Manisha? Huh? I, you know, whatever. You know, life is yeah, it's open. I'll be doing more movies. Uh, there'll be more books for sure. Oh. And today I'm totally kicked about. Probably I need to push my uh, film which i want to write and direct uh, also um very nice and so on and so forth yeah, yeah. and um, well thank great. you for you thank you for the inspiration uh you know thank you from the world i will be so bold as to speak for all of us <laughs> since we're all interconnected <laughs> anyway thank you for demonstrating the courage to uh create to to, to use boldness and courage through tragedy to come out uh, happy and healthier on the other side, then to follow it up and do the work to continue to leverage that suffering into growth. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you for blessing my Tough Talks tribe with your presence. <laughs> Appreciate you. Thanks, thanks. Well, thank you, my friend. Manish, if you watch this, I really appreciate the words. That you, uh, well, everything that you just shared with everyone, and I personally appreciate the especially kind words there uh, towards me at the end. It's very, very gracious of you, and I appreciate you tremendously. And I, and I'm, I really appreciate you sharing your experience uh, and your, again, your vulnerability, uh, your courage to be transparent, your courage to do the work first of all, to grow from such an event, to, to, the courage to take a, a an honest inward look and to take an inventory of how you are showing up in this life and then to go do the deep healing work to uh, upgrade the ways that you weren't particularly fond of. <laughs> and then to share it with the world as a famous person. Takes courage. Way to go. All right, folks, uh, thanks for tuning in. Until next time. Great miracles.